Hey, shalom everyone. This is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and welcome to the Counting of the Omer, 50 Days to Spiritual Refinement. Today, if you can believe it, is day 30 of the Omer, which makes four weeks and two days of the Omer. The theme for the week is Hod, glory, and the theme for the day is Gavura, which means severity and strength. So the overall theme is the severity and strength of his glory. And the traditional psalm to be read uh, is Psalm 78, verses 1 through 16, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the severity and strength of his glory. You know, whenever you come before Adonai in uh, a, a manner that is not prescribed by his Torah, that is not prescribed by his word, when you try to come to him uh, implementing uh, paganistic uh, rituals and, and, and such in order to uh, worship him or to come into his presence, you'll experience his glory all right through his severity and strength. And the perfect example of this is Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 and 2, and it says, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, and put therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord. And there went out a fire from Adonai, and devoured them, and they did die. Before the Lord. So Nadab and Abihu, I don't think that they purposely wanted to uh, come before Adonai in an unprescribed manner. It just in their zeal, in their zealousness and in their zeal, uh, they just wanted to do something special and go above and beyond perhaps uh, and, and find their own creative ways to, to uh, um, come before Adonai. But yet they were leaning upon certain customs and rituals that they learned from Egypt and from uh, the nations around them while they were in enslaved in Egypt, and they try to come before the Lord and worship him in a way that other pagan gods are worshipped. And this was not the prescribed manner, not the commanded manner that God asked for his chosen people, specifically the chosen Levites to be his Levitical priest, to come before uh, him. So as a result, Nadab and Abihu experienced the glory of the Lord, all right, but through the severity and strength, and they died and uh, they were burned up. So we always must uh, worship the Lord, as the scriptures say, in spirit and in truth and come before him in an untainted, prescribed manner according to the Torah and not according to the ways of the pagan nations uh, that are around us or the way that other people worship their gods. So let's read Psalm 78. It says, my people hear my instruction. Listen to what I say. I will declare wise sayings. I will speak mysteries from the past, things we have heard and known and that our fathers have passed down to us. We must not hide them from our children, but must tell a future generation the praises of the Lord, his might and his wonderful works he has performed. He has established a testimony in Jacob and set up a Torah, a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children so that future generations, children yet to be born, might know. So the transmission of our, of, of our way of life and of our worship of the Lord and of the Torah is just not going to be by reading alone. We have to uh, lead by example and teach it by example, and we have to verbally pass it down and, and, and live it out before them as well as them uh, read it on their own as well through the word. Uh, it says, uh, and they will rise and tell their children so that they might put their confidence in God and not forget God's works, but keep his mitzvot, his commandments. Then they would, they would not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not loyal and whose spirit was not faithful to God. 
the Ephraimite archers turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, and they refused to live by his Torah, by his law. They forgot what he had done and the wonderful works he had showed them. He worked wonders in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, the region of Zoan. He split the sea and brought them across, and the water stood firm like a wall. He led them with a cloud by day and with fiery lights throughout the night. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as abundant as the depths. He brought streams out of the stones and made waters flow down like rivers. So let's go ahead and close out this time in a word of prayer. Abba Adonai God, please never let our intimacy with you be an unjust excuse to get sloppy and not obey the Torah as Messiah Yeshua commanded us to. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching. Shalom. Shavuot Tov. Shalom, everybody. This is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and welcome to the Counting of the Omer, 50 Days to Spiritual Refinement. Today is day 31 of the Omer, which makes four weeks and three days of the Omer. The theme for the week is Hold, Glory. The theme for the day is Tefrit, Beauty. So the overall theme for the day is the beauty of His glory. And we're going to continue on with Psalm 78, but read verses 17 through 31. But first, I'd like to read to you a couple passages which, to me, express the beauty of his glory. Exodus 13, 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them uh, the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. Exodus 13, uh, 22. And he took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Deuteronomy 1, 33. Who went in the way before you, to search you out a place to pitch your tents and a fire by night to show you by uh, what way you should go and in a cloud by day. Nehemiah 9, 19. Yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them, the to show them light and the way wherein which they should go. Finally, Isaiah 4, 5, And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place on Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud of smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be, defense, shall be a defense. Okay, so the, you know, basically I read a bunch of passages about the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And you may be asking yourself, how does this show the beauty of his glory? Well, as we said in earlier omers, that gl the glory uh, is the manifest presence of God, whether it be in a cloud, whether it be in the angel of the Lord, whether it be, you know, some sort of visual and, and, and audible and physical manifestation, usually light, um, th that is the glory of the Lord. Now, the beauty of his glory in the cloud and in the fire is this. Imagine, you know, thousands and thousands of Israelites coming out of Egypt. You know, their, their bodies are emaciated and, and worn down due to the slavery, and they have this long trek ahead of them through the blistering, burning hot heat of the desert and the scorching winds that come. 
when all of a sudden there's this cloud that comes out of nowhere and it's not even moving in the direction of the other clouds in the sky and it comes and rests over the thousands and thousands of Israelites and it gives them a shade and they find that they're cooled and they find that the, the, the air and the humidity is, is not so fierce underneath this divine cloud that God sends and it makes their journey and their travel a little bit easier. And as the sun goes down, all of a sudden they notice that this cloud starts glowing and radiates a heat and a light all its own that takes the, the desert night chill away so that they can comfortably uh, continue their journey in the wilderness at night if they want. And if they, and if they camp, that cloud pro pro provided a light and protection and warmth as they slept in their tents. So to me, it's, you know, just like a loving, a loving parent, you know, that's, uh, you know, say a, a baby's out in a stroller and, you know, they're going around the zoo and it's a really hot day. And, you know, the parent just lovingly puts the shade down on the on the stroller so the baby's more comfortable and gives the baby some some cool juice or water. I mean, the, the cloud by day and the fire by night is just a perfect example of God as a loving parent. And to me, this expresses the beauty of his glory in a, in a most spectacular way. So let's go ahead and read the last portion of Psalm 78, 17 uh, through, th uh, 30, uh, through 31. Uh, yes, 31. And it says, but they continued to sin, to sin against him, rebelling in the desert against the Most High. They deliberately tested God, demanded, demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God saying, is God able to provide food in the wilderness? Look, he struck the rock and water gushed out, torrents overflowed. But can he also provide bread and furnish meat for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard and became furious. Then fire broke out against uh, Jacob and anger flared out against Israel because they did not believe God or rely on his salvation, on his Yeshua, if you will. He gave a command and the clouds above opened the doors of heaven and he rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them grain from heaven. The people ate the bread of angels. He sent them an abundant supply of food. He made the east wind blow in the skies, and he drove the south wind by his might, and he rained meat upon them like dust, and winged birds like sand of the sea. He made them fall in his camp all around his tent. They ate and were completely satisfied, and he gave them what they craved. Before they had satisfied their desire, while the food was still in their mouths, God's anger flared against them. He killed some of their best men. He struck down Israel's choice young men. Let's go ahead and close this time out with a word of prayer. Abba Adonai God, just as your glory can kill like a bolt of lightning, it can shade and warm your people with gentleness. Help us to reveal your glory to people in such a beautiful way that they can see you in us. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching. Shalom. Shavuot Tov. Hey guys, this is Chris Shoemaker coming at you, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer. Welcome to the Counting of the Omer. 
50 days to spiritual refinement. And guess what? Today is 32 days, which are four weeks and four days of the Omer. The theme for the week is Hold, Glory. And the theme for the day is Nitzach, Victory. I love saying that word. I don't know why. It just sounds cool. Nitzach, Victory. So the overall theme is the victory of his glory. And we're going to continue reading Psalm 78, but read verses 32 through 39. Now, today is the day before Lagba Omer, which to some is a remembrance of a minor military victory by the Jewish people in the midst of persecution. And this teaches us that we can have victory even in the middle of challenges to our faith. Um, and uh, so that's the victory part. Now the glory part, um, it's believed by the rabbis and sages that when Israel was sent off into exile, it says that the Shekinah, or that's the Hebrew way of saying the glory of God, um, also went into exile with us. And doesn't it say in the Gospels that Yeshua uh, he would never leave us nor forsake us. And Yeshua is the, the ultimate example, the epitome of the manifest presence, the manifest glory of God. And uh, so there is the, the, the victory in, and of his glory, the victory of his glory. So let's go ahead and read the traditional portion of the psalm. And it says, <clears throat> Despite all this, they kept sinning and did not believe his wonderful works. He made their days end in futility, their years in sudden disaster. When he killed some of them, the rest began to seek him. They repented and searched for God. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. But they deceived him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were insincere toward him, and they were unfaithful to his covenant. That's, that's the Torah. Yet he was compassionate. He atoned for their guilt, and he did not destroy them. He often turned his anger aside and did not unleash all of his wrath. He remembered that they were only flesh and a wind that passes and does not return. So let's go ahead and close this time out with a word of prayer. Hallelujah, Abba, Adonai God, that regardless of where we are, even if we perceive that we're in a hellish place or we feel like we're in hell, that you're with us. Thank you. And, and not only that, but you've given us the victory in the midst of that hellish place. Thank you. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching. Shalom. Shavuot Tov. Hey, shalom everyone. This is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and welcome to the Counting of the Omer, 50 Days to Spiritual Refinement. Today is a very special day of the Counting of the Omer. It makes the 33rd day, which is four weeks and five days of the Omer. So the theme for the week is Hod, glory, which is also the theme for the day. So the overall theme is the glory of his glory. And we're going to continue reading uh, Psalm 78, verses 40 through 55. But first, I want to tell you why it's such a special day. Because the 33rd day of the counting of the Omer is called Lag Omer. So I'm going to read to you all about it from an article that I wrote uh, many moons ago about this very day. So, Lagba Omer takes place during the 33rd day of the counting of the Omer, which counts up to the high holy day of Shavuot, Pentecost. The 33rd day of the Omer takes place on ER 18 on the Hebrew calendar. 
Now, Lag Omer itself is not a high holy day, but a traditional Jewish holiday recounting the Talmudic account of 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva who died at the hands of Adonai because of a plague during the counting of the Omer, because his students didn't show proper respect towards one another. The 33rd day is when the plague ended, so to commemorate this, we traditionally have our hair cut at this time, so as to show that we are no that we have no more reason to mourn, because but to rejoice, because in Judaism, when you're in mourning, you just leave your hair unkempt. So cutting your hair symbolizes that you know you're you're over your mourning period and you're beginning to rejoice. So on this day, Jewish children traditionally do not get their haircuts until the age of three, when on this day they get their haircut for the very first time. Also commemorated on this day is the death of, of one of the great sages of the Mishnah era, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who ironically was one of the surviving students of Rabbi Akiva and is believed to have authored the mystical Kabbalistic Jewish work called the Zohar. It's also traditional to light bonfires symbolizing the light of Torah that shone through the Zohar, which Rabbi Yochai supposedly authored. Also, bonfires were set to signal war and thus reminds us of the Jewish revolt against Rome by General Bar Kokhba. Since we have bonfires, naturally we cook out during, on this day as well as play with bows and arrows because it's said that a rainbow never shone during the lifetime of Rabbi Yochai. Because of him, it was considered a righteous generation, and so the thought of God destroying the world never occurred to God's mind. So therefore, a rainbow uh, wasn't necessary to be seen to remind God not to destroy the world. So... Um, a rainbow was never seen to remind God to destroy the world during this time. It also commemorates the temporary victories by the weaponry and the army of General Bar Kokhba, who revolted against Rome. But because Rabbi Akiva foolishly endorsed Bar Kokhba as the Messiah, the revolt ultimately failed because we know that he wasn't the Messiah. This is also when the time when the Nazarene Jews uh, broke off and split off in a major way from the mainstream Judaism because they were considered traitors because they refused to endorse uh, uh, General Bar Kokhba as the Messiah. They're like, we know who the Messiah is, and this guy ain't it. So there's also a legend that Rabbi Akiva and his surviving students would go out into the wilderness to study Torah at a time when it was illegal to do so under the Roman occupation, and the bow and arrows were taken along so as not to raise suspicion of their true intent to study Torah. So let's go ahead and read Psalm 78 verses 40, whoop, verses 40 through 55. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They constantly tested God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power shown on the day he redeemed them from the foe. When he performed the miraculous signs in Egypt and his wonders in the region of Zoan, he turned their rivers into blood and they could not drink from the streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which fed on them and frogs which devastated them. He gave their crops to the caterpillar and the fruit of their labor to the locust. He killed their vines with hail and the sycamore trees with a flood. He handed over livestock to hail and the cattle to the lightning bolts. He sent his burning anger uh, against them, fury, indignation, and calamity, and a band of deadly messengers. 
He cleared a path for his anger, and he did not spare them from death, but delivered their lives to the plagues. He struck all the firstborn of Egypt, the first progeny of the tents of Ham. He led his people out like sheep and guided them like a flock in the wilderness. He led them safely, and when and they were not afraid. But the sea covered their enemies, and he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain his right hand acquired. He drove out nations before them, and he appointed their inheritance by lot, and he settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. Let's go ahead and close out this time with a word of prayer. Abba Adonai God, uh, we live in a material world and dependent upon so many material things. Help us to realize that you are all that we'll ever need now and forever. In the name of Yeshua Messiah, we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching. Shalom. Shavuot Tov. Have a great day.